And we're back with another episode of Flushing It Out podcast. And we have our second guest today. Pretty cool guest. First guest was Clem from Barstool, great guy. And we got another Barstool guy here. We have Frank Fleming, um, one of the more popular Mets fans out there. Um, Frank is uh, he's a legend amongst um, us Mets fans, and he truly embodies a frustrated Mets fan and how we all are at our worst with this team and, you know, everything it brings out of us. So, Frank, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. All right, no problem. Uh... Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, definitely cool talking to you. Um, I guess I just want to start off by saying, like, when was, I guess, the first time, maybe not the first time, but like, when did your, you know, fandom for the Mets, like, first start when you were uh, younger? Probably around 1985. That's a pretty good start. First time I went to a Met game, uh, Gary Carter hit a home run. Mets won one to nothing behind Bruce Berenny. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Frank's been around for a while in terms of the Mets, but uh, um, what do you think about this offseason so far, too? Because, I mean, I know it's over, but our last podcast, we kind of did an o- a, uh, overview of the offseason. So what would you kind of give it on a grade of 1 to 10? after? Uh, uh, 1 Cohen's to 10, I think I'd maybe give it an 8. An 8? Yeah. yeah. I think one of our guys gave it an 8, too. I mean, uh, right. if you're going to give it a letter grade, it would be a B. Yeah. A B off season. Why not A? What, what, what's, holding you, what, what's holding you back? That it, they didn't do everything I wanted. I mean, I think a B is a fair grade. Yeah. They could probably use another bullpen arm. Right. I would have loved George Springer. Need a dirt baseman. I mean, yeah, that's why instead of it being an A, it's a B. Right, right. Yeah, we we were saying, too, how we were disappointed the fact that they didn't extend Conforto and Lindor just yet either. Yeah. So, it's a fair point. Windrum, I know you got some questions. You can fire them off. Right, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, Mal, if you go first, I'll go last. All right, so then, uh, so throughout all the years of being a Mets fan, uh, if you could put together a dream, a dream team with one pitcher and then the – uh, nine position players. Where would you go? Hmm. All right, I'd have um, that 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 early Dwight Gooden ahead of uh, Degrom. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Piazza behind Nome Plate. First base, Keith Hernandez. Second base. Uh, I'd put uh, Edgardo Alfonso. Shortstop, who, who knows? Maybe Lindor. Uh, third base, David Wright. Left field, hmm. left field, left field. Who would I put in left field? Not too many famous Mets left fielders. That's a tough position. Yeah. And this is just storm my fandom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jason Bay doesn't do it for you? No, definitely not Jason Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, I'd probably grab someone from another outfield position and put them in left field. You yeah. do that? Like yeah, three, three outfielders in general. Yeah, I could do that. You know, and that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to put Mookie Wilson in left. Center field, Carlos Beltran. 
Right field, uh, Dowell Strawberry. Yeah. Pretty solid team right there. Uh, and then for the second question, uh, do you think the Mets will win a World Series during the Steve Cohen time frame of three to five years that he gave? Well, we'll see. They got to just continue to get the job done. Yeah. And they got to resign. sign uh, – Lindor, they got to resign uh, Conforto, and uh, instead of just coming up close to signing somebody, they got to actually do it. Yeah, agreed. Get so, that done, and then we can see one. So, Frank, looking back on your rise to you know stardom to where you are today, you're basically found to an interview on NJ Transit just being awful and missing opening day. And as a huge opening day ga- day guy myself. Do you agree or disagree that we're the greatest opening day team of all time? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, the best opening day Met team I saw when I, in my years going on opening day could have been at 2016. How long have you been going for? Uh, well, uh, of course, last year didn't happen. But uh, I've only missed one since 1998 besides last year. Wow. What year was that? So, 2004. Okay. So, possibly my favorite moment of you before uh, Barstool, other than that interview, was when you did the interview with Fox Baseball and Kevin Burkhart, Frank Thomas, and A-Rod. So, two questions based on that. Number one, Steve Gelbs or Burkhart? Which is your guy? Uh, Burkhart. Yeah, agreed. 100%. Yeah. And I know you said in the interview how much you hated A-Rod and how much you loved to boom. How mad would you have been if he was our owner right now? Well, it depends on what he did in the offseason. If he didn't spend, if if he just continued to work on uh, cheapness, then I would not be happy. Fair enough. He's a sellout, too, he, you know, because he was talking about how the players should take on a salary cap, mm, well, um, you know, and he got two $250 million contracts when he was a player. So that would have been interesting yeah. to see him in power like that. That would have um, been. Wanted yeah, to be a Met. Different. So another thing you said during that was the worst Mets team you've ever seen is 93. Put you through the most pain. Yes. I know you've also had one time when you broke your tooth during an Edwin Diaz rant. I know yes. you very get mad at a lot of stuff like that. So which Met moment has put you in the worst state of your fandom? Was it the 93 season or the back-to-back collapses in 07 and 08? Oh, the back-to-back collapses. Yeah, I mean – I mean, we were all young for that, but that was just something I don't think I'll ever get rid of. 1993 was the closest I came to dropping the Mets. I mean, understandably, from the bleach to all that the Vince Coleman firecracker incident. Ah, uh, those are great. That's um, definitely one of the lowest points for the franchise. Yeah, it was, it was just... I'm going to show you the Bronx. Yeah. Um... Last one for me, but as many as maybe the biggest Mets pessimist I've ever seen on Twitter. Um, I saw you predict them go oh, uh, 40 and 120, stuff like that. What do you think going into the season? What do you think in record wise, finishing up? If they reach their full potential, they could win 91 games. I think, Nico, is that you or Malfa who said that exact number yesterday? 91, 91 yeah. and 71. Yeah, I said 92. We're all kind of in the same ballpark there. I think that's a fair, um, a reasonable score. Do you think we can overtake the Braves? 
I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. Nothing ever goes wrong for the Braves. Everything always goes right. Everything always comes up fucking roses for that team. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Wait, so so, uh, Tank, going into 2021, what's your uh, trust level on the Edwin Diaz? Are are, are we still allowed to call him Edwin or is he still allowed to lose? I still don't really trust him. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm there just yet. He was decent last year, but, you know, let's see what happens this year when uh, there are more bigger games. Yeah, I agree. Do you think it should be Lugo back there, or do you think it should be Edwin? When Lugo's healthy, of course. Who's ever the hot hand? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Frank, we'll, we'll wrap it up soon. So, two things to close out. <clears throat> We normally do like a trivia question. Uh, we're gonna try and start that up now at the end of our at the end of our podcast. So, our question today, and I, I actually don't even know the answer to this question because Malfa <clears throat> Malfa actually found this one, and it is uh, who is the only Met to win a game um, in the 2000 World Series in, in terms of pitchers? I'm not even sure who this is. Um, I believe it was Game Three that they won. That was the only game that they that they won. Um, but yeah, I'm was sure it Rick came. Reed? Malfa? Uh, it was not. My guess is John Franco. It was. It was John Franco. Oh, let's go, mm. Wendy. I think Rick Reed might have started that game. I'm pretty. Yeah, I think he. I believe he did. And then, I think Franco might have blown the save or went to extras or something like that. And we got the win. Yeah, I think the Mets maybe won that game like in the seventh or eighth inning. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. I remember. I remember watching that game in highlights, and uh, Franco came back, came in and finished the. Uh, got. Was in when they got the lead, and then I remember uh, Benitez closed. Yeah. So then, one last thing, um, you kind of already highlighted a little bit of this, but we we always ask our guests, uh, "What was your most painful moment as a Mets fan?" And I guess your uh, your best or highest moment as a Mets fan. But you were saying that the '93 season was the closest you were to dropping the team. Yep. Well, I was a fan in '86, so I guess that would have to be the highest. Yeah, that's fair. You were there for the, the last World Series. Was that was that almost like easier for you to become a Mets fan because you know you 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 started to pay more attention to the team in the mid '80s when that was kind of New York. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. It was '85 uh, was the first really full season I got into baseball. Right, and like that was because of, like Doc and Daryl and like and like the young guys yep. they had there. Yep. The, the uh, Channel Nine had that uh, the catch the rising stars, catch the rising stars. See them all on Channel 9. The Mets are all the world to see. So catch the rising stars. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Were there your favorite guys on that team? Or was it were you a Carter guy? Mookie? Uh, definitely a Gooden guy. Gooden? Okay. I mean, I know that? you said Piazza is your number one guy of all time. I remember you yeah. said that before. Yeah. So do you have another, like a number two? Is Doc number two? Is it someone else? Maybe Keith Hernandez. Nice. Love it. One other thought that actually just came to me. Do you think that um, that uh, Lindor, this uh, Lindor trade and possibly extension could be like a uh, Piazza-esque move that could like transform this team? Because, um, you know, Piazza definitely changed it the whole It has the whole potential structure. to be in that. It has potential to be in that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like Lindor and Piazza are almost at the same points in their careers. And they could even be on like a Hall of Fame trajectory. The you know, obviously Piazza yes. was and Lindor could be. Yes. 
Awesome. Awesome. So it's really cool talking with you, Frank, wishing you the best, hoping that, uh, the 2021 Mets can uh, turn around a little bit for us, make our lives all just a little bit, a little bit easier. Yep. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. So we're also hoping that we can get back in the ballpark this year and, uh, you know, everyone can, can get back to watch some baseball. So thanks for stopping by. We that would it. be uh, the absolute ideal. Yep. All right, guys. I'll see you guys around. Thanks, Thank Frank. you very Thank much. You appreciate it. All right, let me see. How do I get out of here? There we go. All right, see you later. Hey, Frank, nice thank time. you. So that's shout out Frank the Tank, NJ Tank on Twitter, I believe is his handle. Um, Windrum, another guest. NJ for Tank ninety nine. NJ Tank ninety nine. So, I mean, anybody who listens to this probably knows about Frank the Tank. So we don't need to, we don't need to uh, put his name no out there too much. Introduction for him. Yeah, exactly. So good job, Wendy. Wednesday. Matthew Cerrone, founder of the Mets vlog. Um, so we're staying hot. We're staying hot with guests. Hey, stay hot. Maybe the team can do that too. Yeah. Gotta be the mojo. Yep. So I'll catch you boys on Wednesday. See you Wednesday. On Wednesday.